I believe wholeheartedly one of the most important things that we can do is resistance training. But there are some downsides with free weights and different things as far as injuries or just getting started. So I'm not a fitness expert, but I am very entrenched into health, especially when it comes to the chronic diseases such as cancer. The X3 is a band system that may sound too good to be true, but I have fallen completely in love with it. Dr. Jaquish is amazing, and uh, the, the inventions he's come up with are game changers. So I wanted to interview the trainer that he sends people to that uses the X3, Daniel Magar, and what he recommends dietary-wise may surprise you. Welcome to the Sewing Prosperity Podcast with host Logan Duvall. This father of four is an Arkansas successful small business owner whose world was turned upside down with the cancer diagnosis of his then five-year-old son. As Napoleon Hill famously stated, every adversity, every failure, every heartbreak carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Come and join us on our journey to create a Blue Zone community with a focus on a holistic approach to anti-cancer, regenerative farming, and strengthening local economies. All right, Daniel, man, good to uh, be visiting with you. I I came across uh, you kind of by a trail of, I was listening to the Dave Asprey podcast, which got me onto Dr. Jaquish, and then the X3 and all of these goodies. And then in that Facebook group, is where uh, I met you. And so if you don't care, how did you get involved with that group and, and what's your, your backstory? So I learned about X3 back in 2016 where I don't even think the first X3 was made. There was just a prototype. And I was just watching the research through a bodybuilder um, called Phil Hearn and he was a Mr. USA in 95. May he rest in, rest in peace now. He passed away, I think, two years ago. But through him, I found Dr. J. Krush. And I started following John. I started following his work. I learned about the Strong and about his uh, bone density research. And I was heading into bodybuilding back then. So it kind of, I made, um, it, made under, uh, it made sense when he was explaining how things are working. But with my bodybuilding mindset, I had hard times believing that resistant bands could be, you know, sufficient in a muscle stimulus, especially compared to what I was used to at the gym. Like at the gym, I used to be work, I used to work out for hour and a half, two hours, super heavy weights, many, many sets, just pretty much destroy my body. And now you're supposed to switch all of that for the resistant bands and one set. So it didn't really make sense to do that. Um, until I was following the research more and more and more, and I saw the X3 um, evolution, and it became the first bar, second bar, you know, the bands, then the power force bands, et cetera, et cetera. And in 2020, when I met my wife, I moved over to Europe, and um, I was over there. I stopped working out. I pretty much lost all of my mass. Then we moved to abandoned island as we were waiting for the green card. And of course, at the abandoned islands, in Bali, there's not really high quality food and there is no gym whatsoever. I lost all of my mass. I looked horrible. I had like 29% of body fat at 260. So I came back to the United States um, after my wife got the green card and now all the gyms were closed. So I pulled the trigger. I'm like, okay, well, the time 
as team for me to start working with the X3. And as soon as I started using the X3, within four months, I redeemed all of my lost mass, literally all of it. I'm like, wow, like this thing is working. This thing is no joke. Like it actually delivered what it was supposed to deliver. I redeemed all of my lost size. And then from there on, I started improving. And as the gyms were closed, I had no other option than to train at home. And I started being very involved with the extra group because I saw that there's a community of tens of thousands of people who are using this product very successfully. So I just wanted to uh, be part of that community and see how other people are doing. And uh, of course, I was a trainer and a coach through the whole time. And before I was using just the basic bodybuilding splits, cardio, six days a week training, one muscle group per day, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, now I started using S3 for my coaching protocol because I was thinking to myself, if it had such a positive effect on me, how well could it benefit my clients? So I started applying S3 workouts to all of my clients and everybody started improving a lot better because first of all, because of the science of X3 and the way it overloads the body and the way it protects the joints. But second of all, also because of the convenience, because now you're training from home and you don't really spend much time training. It only takes about 20 minutes a day for me in certain cases, 25 minutes, and I can just run into my home gym, bang out a couple sets, be done with the workout, and then take care of the business for the rest of the day. And I found that many, many people uh, were on board with it, and it actually worked a lot better for them. And uh, this is that. This is pretty much how I got to X3. I love it. So when you're talking about the joints and stuff, football, I did not work out in, in high school like I should have or, or anything. And then I had dislocated shoulders, separated shoulders. I, I tore my shoulders. And so I found as I got older, I was like, hey, maybe I should take care of my body and, and get back into lifting. It hurts. Uh, it hurts my shoulders. It hurts my elbows. And so what you're saying on the X3 being easier on the joints, can you explain that a little bit? So X3 overloads the body differently than regular static weight. Veins are not relying on the gravity because so, so that's pretty, they pretty much deliver resistance on their own. And you have different force production ranges within every exercise. And for example, if you're talking about shoulder, let's consider shoulder press. So you're going to be the weakest right here, right? As you're trying to push the bar, the first couple inches, that's where you engage the least amount of the muscle fibers and you overload the joints and tendons. So you're pretty much creating more inflammation in your joints because you're using heavy weight at the weakest range of motion. But as you go all the way up above your head, um, all the way to a point where your elbow is in a 45 degree angle, that's where you actually engage the most amount of muscle. And the muscle takes control over the resistance and you deload the joints and the tendons. So with the traditional weights, you have no other option than to overload the weakest range of motion because if you don't, the same weight is not going to mean anything when you're at the top. With the weight, uh, with the bands though, you don't overload the weakest range of motion because the band right here doesn't deliver enough stretch. And sorry, isn't stretched enough, so it doesn't deliver enough resistance. But as you push it further up, the band is becoming heavier. So it plays along with the body's force production because as the body is getting stronger, the band is delivering more resistance. And at the top range of motion, the band is peaking as well as the muscle mass. And at the bottom range of motion, the band is weak as well as the muscle mass. So it actually protects the joints and tendons. And I would actually argue that it helped me improve my weak 
uh, joints that have been, I wouldn't say weak, I would say damaged joints after lifting and squatting tremendous amount of weight. Um, same thing with the as, same thing as bench press. And as as soon as I started using X3, my joints actually started improving. So I would argue that X3 actually helped me recover my joints a little bit more. Um, that's the basic difference. So weights overload the weakest range of motion um, and don't overload the strongest range of motion where the bands do is that the opposite. Awesome. That, I mean, that makes perfect sense. So there's two kind of demographics that I'm very interested in uh, getting your opinion on. And the first is going to be like, uh, like I was, right? Like a young athlete that is probably not going to have the best uh, workout mentors, <laughs> right? And a lot, a lot of the, uh, a lot of coaches just that's not their specialty and and so I, I can see a lot of kids getting hurt would x3 be something that you would recommend for somebody as as they're growing as they're you know developing oh absolutely when i was 12 years old i grew up in europe uh eastern europe slovakia and when i was 12 we used to go out to the basement of my block to train at the old soviet socialistic gym where paint was falling off the machines and in between the sets, we used to go out for a cigarette break. So you can definitely use the X3 when you're 12, 13, 14. Um, you um, will actually get the joints, ligaments, tendons stronger as well as the muscle mass and support the growth. The reason why I brought up my childhood is because I used to lift heavy weights since I was a child and now I'm 6'3", 295. So it definitely didn't inherit my growth. Um, I would argue that uh, that actually helped me to grow a little bit better. Awesome. So th we have a, through through the market and the following, there, there are a lot of coaches uh, and parents, right, that, that follow us. And so just having a better solution, because, man, I, the shoulder injuries and stuff, they're, they're brutal. They, you know, they take you out of play in, they, they just hurt. Like, Lord, I've, I've been at school almost 20 years and my shoulders still, they're better. Since using the X3, there is no doubt they have gotten there. And my wife's an occupational therapist. So she, she's been able to help me on that too. The other is going to be, uh, you know, maybe an older demographic. So I know there's a lot of research with like sarcopenia. So losing muscle mass and, and quality of life. Is X3 going to be something that would be good for, for somebody that's older? It's honestly every age. Um, every single human should be resistant training, every single one. There's really never a good time to have weak bones and muscles. So to simplify the answer, it's for all ages, all genders, the stronger you are and the leaner you are, the better for the longevity. That's pretty much as much as we know about longevity. Older people have high tendency to lose the muscle mass and the bone density, especially after 50, um, just a simple fracture um, on a hip is causing tremendous amount of issues and, and health declines from there. Uh, muscle atrophy is very natural as people age. So their responsibility is to protect that muscle mass by stimulating the muscles uh, with the high resistance. And X3 is the best for them because they're really not gonna get hurt. Awesome, so why, why do you say that muscle, muscle is so important? And, you know, with the epidemic of chronic diseases that we have, uh, whether it's cancer or heart disease, diabetes, whatever, why, why does muscle, uh, in your view, matter? So, as we look at different research, muscle mass is a, 
act, metabolically active tissue, and it helps you regulate your blood pressure. Also, muscle helps you regulate the blood sugar better and consumes extra glucose for its own functions. Um, it raises your BMR, and overall, it's health beneficial. People who are muscular had to do a certain physical activities to get that muscle, get that lean tissue up. Now, we know that exercise and uh, aerobic activity really improves your health. Overall health, growth hormone production, drop the cortisol levels, and keeps your metabolic health in check. Now, by having excessive amount of muscle, or let's say by having more muscle, you're keeping your metabolic health in a better shape. Now, that's very important because as soon as you start losing the metabolic health, such as the A1C levels, which is the insulin from the lung perspective, you start becoming pre-diabetic, all the health comes loose with it. So usually when you start losing the metabolic health, the cardiovascular health follows. Then you got problems with your joints, you got problems with your tendons, you got problems with uh, hypertension, your blood pressure is all over the place, you start clogging up, your calcium score is going up, uh, you know, you're building up the, the, the uh, LDL deposits all over the place in the body. Inflammation of the body goes up. Quality of life is lower and lower. You can't really think straight. You pretty much deep fry your brain. Um, everything goes down to a hill as soon as the metabolic health starts declining. So muscle mass plays an important role to keep the body metabolically healthy. I love that. I think that's kind of an underutilized aspect of health in, in the the medical field for sure is like just the encouraging of resistance because every everything that i typically hear coming from you know somebody comes to visit with me is going to be they were told to go walk right like hey just go and being active sure that's important but the no emphasis on resistance training to build muscle at any age i think is a huge uh, missed uh, opportunity for overall health so i have clients all ages um, i have clients who sign up at 74 76 years old and they they, they make tremendous uh, uh, progress. They build the muscle mass, they burn the body fat, they lean out. And honestly, I don't really see big issues with them. Actually, people past 70 have been getting better results than some of my 40-year-old people um, in oh. terms of the fat burn and, and the strength gain. So I don't think there really is a limit and there's a gap. What I truly believe, um, oh. the major difference with older people is their mindset. As soon as the person starts believing that they're old and they're weak, um, um, that's when they can't really progress. Um, when I find people past 70 who truly believe they're young and strong, they progress like 30, 25-year-old clients, no problem, even their testosterone might be lower, um, um, which doesn't seem to be the only hormone that regulates the muscle mass in the body because I know a lot of people who have low testosterone naturally, you know, 150, 200 NGs, and they're still getting stronger. They're still building muscle mass. So there are probably different growth mechanisms that we're also not aware of yet in the human body. And the same thing applies to the people past 70. Yes, this, their testosterone is going to be naturally on a decline. Usually they're not on TRT, which is the testosterone replacement therapy, and just with the natural hormones, they, they still get stronger and uh, leaner. You mentioned walking. Walking is great. Like you said, it's going to be a certain level of physical activity, but it's not a stress. Uh, the body is, is a weird thing. It doesn't really get better unless you stress it out. So... You need to put it under certain stress and you need to make the body face certain resistance to get stronger, more muscular. If you're facing extreme temperatures, I'm a huge fan of extreme temperatures, whether it's extremely high like sauna or extremely low like a cold plunge, it all brings certain benefits. So 
you got to find a beautiful balance in between stressing the body out and letting it recover from that stress. Because when the body recovers from the stress, it comes back stronger. Makes makes so much sense. Well, on on top of, of the training and definitely encouraging more resistance, what do you recommend on diet? What should people eat? I know that can be you know more charged than politics and religion on what what, <laughs> what people think we should be eating. But what? How do you view that? Because I've come full circle, brother. I've gone from uh, you know meat causes cancer and the China study and all this, all the way to where I've experimented uh, and seen really positives through carnivore. And so, uh, I'd love to get your take on that. Um, I'm all the way carnivore. I've tried, like you mentioned, I tried everything in my life. I tried a lot of veggies. I never went vegan. Now, I never tried pure vegan diet. And just going 100% vegan. Uh, however, I tried adding a lot of plants into my diet back in 2014, 15. Uh, uh, in bodybuilding, you should eat your veggies. In bodybuilding, you have to eat your spinach, your leaves and stuff with meats and with your rice. So at some point, I had like two cups of broccoli with each serving of meat. And I had like six meals a day. So it was like 12 cups of broccoli a day. I thought I'm going to die. I never had worse digestive issues and worse health issues than I had back then. It was an absolute nightmare. I couldn't even stand tall. My stomach was bloated a rock hard. Uh, when I was training my clients in person at the gym, I had to kneel down and just talk to them that way. Uh, it was, my energy levels were absolute horrible. I slept eight, nine hours. And I, as soon as I woke up, I wanted to sleep another eight, nine hours. So I was asking around and I was seeking help, but nobody could really explain what's happening to me. Uh, and then I started eliminating veggies from my diet and I started feeling immediately better. And later on, I found carnivore diet. And of course, um, I was doubting it just like everybody else when they first hear about it. And I started doing my research about it and I saw these positive outcomes. And I saw people with the chronic disease achieving remissions. A lot of people have psoriasis which I'm one of them, claimed that they feel better on it, their psoriasis was gone, people who had Crohn's disease or um, IBS um, or other bowel disease um, have claimed um, that they achieved remission. My wife has a Crohn's disease, so they became immediately interesting to me. Um, um, so we started practicing carnivore diet, and sure enough, we experienced the same thing as everybody was saying. Like, we dropped tons of body fat. And it was around the same time. As soon as I started using H3, I started carnivore diet. So uh, it was actually four years ago, yeah. So four years ago from now, um, I started uh, the carnivore diet and the X3 together, and the results just changed very quickly. I dropped tons of body fat. I built a lot of muscle. My wife has achieved uh, a remission of her Crohn's disease. Her CRP is, is 0.5 milligram, which is as little inflammation in the body as possible. Our metabolic health is just incredible. My uh, hemoglobin A1C is 4.9. Hers is 5.0. Uh, our HDL cholesterol is up, our triglycerides are down. So all the signs of a good metabolic health are there and we feel amazing. And my psoriasis is gone. So as soon as I started achieving such a great results with the carnivore diet, um, as um, well as the H3, I started recommending that to my clients. And that's what really changed my coaching business because I started, I started achieving results and, and, and the amount as the Volkswagen produces Jettis. So it, my business became like a little factory of results. 
and people are changing quickly. Uh, Losing uh, fat, feeling better, gaining strength. And then I started tweaking the diet a little bit and I found that cycling the calories, even within the carnivore diet, is one of the best options. Because when I put people just in a calorie deficit, they tend to get stuck after 20, 30 pounds. It's very individual, but they lose quite a bit of weight and then they get stuck. Now, in order to prevent the weight loss plateau, um, I started cycling the calories. So certain days you would eat more, certain days you would eat less. And I published a book about it, Weight Loss Without Plateau, that's available on Amazon, which helps you overcome these difficulties during your weight loss, especially when we're talking the bigger weight loss, like 50 pounds plus, you will certainly face plateaus on these journeys. And in order to break them, you have to start slow and progressively increase the deficit. And the way you do that is for calorie cycling. And these methods, along with the X3, along with extreme temperatures, I'm very big fan, as I mentioned, of high temperatures, low temperatures, make your body face the extremes, have helped myself and my clients get tremendous results. That's awesome. So what does a, a day in, in your carnivore diet look like? So morning is going to start with a couple eggs. Um, I um, used to eat a lot. I used to eat a lot. I cut back significantly. And the reason why I cut back is the protein kinase, the PKR, which is the enzyme that is being stimulated and produced by the body when there's too much nutrition available at once. And I ran into this study from Harvard University about PKR. And I learned that eating way too much in one sitting will trigger this enzyme. And this enzyme is originally in the body to protect you from the viruses. So as soon as the virus attacks the body, PKR is being stimulated, and that triggers the molecules of the immune system, our immune system attacks the virus. That's the natural process. For some reason, nobody knows why, neither Harvard uh, could, could find explanation for this. For some reason, the body does the same thing when you overeat on nutrition. Um, of course, the worse the foods are, the more body fat gain is that there's going to be, but just a lot of nutrition available at once is going to trigger the PKR. And it's really not about calories. It's really about other metabolic processes that are known today, but not very well, that are triggering the fat gain. And I was consuming a large, large, large portion of the carnivore diet, and I couldn't fully lean out until I took the same amount of calories and I split it up a tiny bit, not a whole lot, just a tiny bit. So I don't feel full because nobody knows where the threshold is. They couldn't identify if, if it's thousand calories in one sitting, if it's 2000, 3000 calories in one sitting that triggers this enzyme, nobody could have really identified that. So they just said, don't overeat. Now I'm a master overeater. If you come from the broke childhood, a lot of people can relate to that. If you come from the poor background, oh my God, like buffets, that's your nightmare. You don't want to go to buffet because you always have that stupid mindset that you have to get your money worth. Um, no, you um, don't have to get your money worth. You're not broke anymore. Uh, you're good. It's actually just triggering a very bad relationship with food. So that's why overeating to me was very, very natural and easy because that's something I was doing since I was a kid. But ever since I learned about a study, I stopped doing that. I split my meals a little bit more. I still fast, um, um, but not as much as I used to. 
but certainly when I break a fast, when I eat, I never, I, I never feel full. I always stop eating before I feel full. So when I look at the plate, I can easily eat double the portion, but I don't. So that's what I really focus on during my day. So my first meal of the day could be about five eggs, which is not much food. Remember, I'm pretty tall and big. Then I could eat about six ounces of protein two hours later. Couple hours later, I might eat another eight ounces of protein. By protein, I mean beef. I really don't eat any other type of meat. Uh, chicken would be just too lean. Ground beef, some steaks. And I would be eating these meals throughout the day sporadically, however I feel. And if it's my low calorie day, then I, let's say I run out of the food budget by 3 p.m., then I just fast till the next day. So it's gonna be so, mostly eggs, bacon, meat, butter. It's pretty simple, isn't it? So it's just, there's more to it than just what we eat, isn't there? It's like, that is, that's really- So metabolism is a tricky thing. And, you know, people like to learn how to burn fat. But if you don't understand how the fat is being stored, then you're pretty much just chasing your tail your whole life. Because you store fat, then you try to lose it. You store fat, then you try to lose it. But here's how, three major reasons why the body fat is being stored. Right here. Number one is the protein kinase. This enzyme is being triggered by massively large portions. L literally the same amount of calories, a little bit different, is going to eliminate this protein kinase. And the subjects in this specific study have not gained any body fat from the same amount of calories that the subjects who have triggered the PKR have gained tremendous amount of body fat. So the calories are, calories in, calories out, is really not where the truth is. It might, it might help an average person a little bit in the beginning. Of course, you'll hear, you'll hear some success stories with the calories in, calories out, but just as many success stories, you'll see probably double or triple failure stories where people did their math, they'll calculated their calories and the end result just didn't come. So this is number one, uh, the protein kinase eliminating too large of a portion. Number two is metabolic inflammation. If you trigger too high of a metabolic inflammation, you can store body fat. And that's the types of the foods that you eat. So foods that are known to trigger a lot of metabolic inflammation are seed oils, sugar, grains, and a lot of processed garbage. So you eliminate that and you consume carnivore diet, which triggers the least amount of metabolic inflammation. You eliminate this one. And our third biggest reason why you gain body fat is actually the state of the body that doesn't happen from one meal. These two, the PKR and the metabolic inflammation happen from one meal. You can trigger both one by one meal. But the third one, you cannot trigger by one meal. The third one is a result of triggering the first two every single day for a long period of time. And that's called insulin resistance. So when the body is at the state of insulin resistance, the body is rejecting energy for the present and it's storing more energy for the future. Now, insulin resistance is a metabolic disease. Metabolism is ill. It is not metabolizing nutrients properly. And as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, when the metabolic health is not perfect, all the health comes with it. Um, so you really don't want to get into this state. Luckily, it doesn't happen from just one meal. It's your lifestyle. And we can see that a high metabolic disease, aka insulin resistance, is directly linked to the obesity. 
So when you notice that you're gaining fat uncontrollably and your weight is climbing, 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 you, you got to stop that. You got to stop that. You can't keep climbing that scale because you're going to get very ill. So these are the three major reasons. So how do you how do you apply that into a practical life? Well, first of all, you never feel full from the food. You eat just enough not to hit that spot of feeling full. Number two, you make good food decisions that don't trigger a lot of metabolic inflammation, which is carnivore diet. And number three, you prevent it because you're not triggering the first two. You're going to be lean and strong. You're going to be exercising and triggering the muscle to grow, which is further going to help you with your metabolic health. I love how simple you made that, that, uh, this, the action steps. That's a, that's a deep conversation and you, you simplified that beautifully. Um, I think that insulin resistance is exactly why we have the epidemic of like non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and diabetes and all the other metabolic diseases that are uh, everywhere. So awesome. All right. I have a question on the vibration board. So I actually have had a power plate for a long time and ended up getting the, the accelerator from X3. What are your thoughts on that? Is that worth that extra investment? Because there's nothing cheap about the really good vibration boards. And, and why do they work, especially with bones? So this is a great question to be answered in the details for John. But what my opinion on a vibration is, it's certainly, I only tried it a couple of times. Uh, but uh, when I tried it, it definitely made my workout a lot more intense. You always have to make sure that you shift your body weight onto your toes and the front side of your foot because otherwise your brain will be vibrating and you also got to bend your knees. Um, it is exhausting. It must be calibrated at 30 hertz. Otherwise, your muscles will start locking up and cramping. And um, it is known for the growth hormone production. So in my opinion, if you can afford it. You, there's, there's no reason why not to use it because it's just going to make your workout harder and put your body through more stress. I have, I have definitely noticed. Now, I, one thing I will say is I almost killed my full self trying to, before I even knew about the <laughs> accelerator, trying to, I, I don't know why I thought it would be cool, but to do that on the power plate and I got off balance and I popped myself. I thought I broke my kneecap. It was all on my own stupidity. But, uh, so you just put the X3 on some other plate? Yeah, I put the X3 on my power plate, and the, just the standard one, and, and we just went. I oh, think that I was sounds scary. Well, oh, yeah, no, never, you should have slipped. Yeah, so when I saw that, the, the accelerator, I, I just pulled the trigger, and it is an absolute game changer. I, the, the difference is mind-blowing. Uh, for wow. okay. every aspect of it, using it. And that, that vibration plate is actually designed for the X3. So <laughs> you can actually go heavy. Now yeah. I do, I use three different bands for the deadly. I use the X3 Elite, I use the light ray, and I use the white band. Now, if I was, if I was trying to do this much resistance on the other vibration plate than the one that is designed for it, I could get seriously injured. Yeah. So I strongly recommend everybody just get the original one and be safe out there. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Don't, don't do what I did. I, that was a terrible decision. What resources do you recommend? Like what's the, the next step for somebody that might want to be in, 
interested in either X3 or the carnivore diet? You have some some recommendations? Join the groups. That's one of the best things. Join the groups. Follow follow John Jaquish. Follow Sean Baker. Follow me. <clears throat> follow other people that are into the carnivore and X3 who have similar um, interests as you and have achieved a certain level of success. Um, I have plenty of successful before and after stories on my Instagram, DMM, DM underscore trainer. You can just see that, um, join the group, X3 users group, as well as the X3 results, and just join our conversations. You can ask questions, you can uh, post your workout videos and get the feedback on the form. And once when you're part of the community and you see people actually using it and you see a lot of questions being answered, you'll start getting a better picture of what's going on than just watching a simple three minute introduction video on YouTube. Absolutely. I think that the group is fantastic. I've enjoyed being a part of it and, and just learning. Um, there's, there's a lot of people that care and I, overall, I have not seen the negativity and fighting and, and nonsense and some of the other topics like I, some of the like cancer groups, they get ugly, you know, especially talking about diet and d different things. So uh, we definitely want to commend y'all on the group being really, really awesome. It's being regulated and admins are doing a good job, at, you know, not letting negativity to happen. So the only goal of the community is to support each other and inform each other on a topics that maybe younger people or beginners are not that aware of. I love it. Daniel, thank you so much for the time, brother. I think that this has been a wealth of knowledge and at least can spark the, the conversation if somebody wants to take a deep dive in one of those areas. Uh, we can find you on IG. Is that your, your top uh, spot? Yeah. Okay. And we'll link back to that. Everybody can, can come out and find you. And uh, thank you again, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Sewing Prosperity Podcast. We hope that you have learned something new and that you are inspired to adopt regenerative practices in your community. Remember that by working together, we can create a sustainable and abundant future for ourselves and for future generations.